This podcast is only for the attention of professional investors in the financial industry. Outer Blue by Amundi. Welcome to Outer Blue Convictions, market analysis and asset allocation views. Hello and welcome to Amundi's monthly podcast on the big themes that are dominating markets and their investment implications. I'm Swaha Patanaik, the Head of Publishing, and it's my pleasure to welcome Monica Defend, Head of the Amundi Investment Institute. Hello, Monica. Hello, Swaha. Hello, everybody. Since our last podcast, there's unfortunately been a devastating and lethal flare-up of tensions in the Middle East. The human tragedy is at the forefront of everyone's minds. Investors are also looking at the potential ramifications. Monica, we look at events through a very particular lens on this podcast. So sticking to that optic, what sort of market impact have we already seen as a result of the tensions? Uh, thank you, Oswa. Uh, well, the, uh, if you uh, look at the US Treasuries or gold, they've been falling along with uh, crude oil. And this is really uh, just uh, recent news. Uh, as investors, they have back hedges against an escalation of the conflict in the Middle East. So markets have been progressively unwinding uh, last week's flight to safety after uh, the, the developments that, uh, that we've seen in the diplomacy efforts. And what do you think it would take to trigger an even bigger reaction? Because some people were a little surprised that this sort of flare-up didn't trigger a bigger flight to some of the safe havens or a bigger risk-off. Yes, actually, it looks like uh, the, the markets have been uh, quite uh, um, cynical. But I think it all relates to the diplomacy efforts uh, to uh, contain the, the war's spread. And we've seen actually intensifying coordination to, to prevent that the conflict uh, mood, uh, would move from less local uh, into uh, uh, more uh, geographical spread. So this idea of regional confinement probably uh, as, uh, as let uh, the, the markets uh, move in that way. I think we all hope that they will be successful with the dip- diplomatic efforts to contain um, the tensions. But um, most investors tend to think about probabilities, possibilities, and look at the framework of, uh, you know, through a lens of what might happen. How are you looking at the potential impact of all this on the global economy and what the risks might be? Well, obviously, uh, we are looking at the uh, geopolitical uh, events uh, and uh, we are studying them and seeing what are the potential uh, consequences. But um, we truly believe that this step up in the diplomacy efforts gives some hope uh, that risks uh, won't escalate further and therefore they will remain regional. As a consequence, for example, we maintain uh, our medium-term target on oil Yes, we expect a spike to 95, but then we expect oil uh, to to converge back to 90 US dollar uh, per per barrel with all the consequences uh, that it has on on inflation, therefore central banks and higher rates. So it it is a kind of sequencing uh, that we penciled uh, in, uh, in, in our framework in order to position accordingly. Thank you. And just could you drill into a little bit more? You were talking about positioning. How are you positioning? And also, what about hedging, which becomes very important for investors at a time like this? 
But in general, fundamentals continue to drive our call, uh, despite the light positioning on credit and equity uh, assets that might, you know, uh, open the the possibility uh, and opportunity window. Um, we think that is the list of things that can go wrong is too long, so we prefer to stay cautious and underweight uh, equity, remaining agile on uh, on duration, possibly moving along part of the of the curve. Uh, the difference uh, since the last time we talk is on the US dollar. Uh, already last month, uh, with the inflation prints uh, proving higher than, than expected, uh, we thought this would have been um, materializing a stronger US dollar. And actually, this, uh, this happened. And as a consequence, for example, we've been uh, constructive on the US dollar uh, on the Swiss uh, franc recently. Obviously, with the stronger uh, US dollar, this is marginally less positive uh, on emerging market debt. And we are even more selective on local currency emerging market debt. Thank you. Um, let's stay a little bit about safe haven with safe havens and talk a bit about why U.S. Treasuries may have benefited less than gold in an environment um, because they're supposed to be the biggest, most liquid safe haven market. What's going on there? Um, the U.S. Treasury benefited less uh, than uh, than gold, uh, for example. Part of the uh, risk uh, justified by domestic conditions uh, really materializing to the higher uh, dynamic for the U.S. Treasury. We think that the game changer might be when investors uh, might be more convinced on the uh, U.S. recession uh, to to kick in. So, as a hedges, we um, we've been preferring uh, gold and the US dollar tactically. I see. You're talking about recession. Could you give us a flavour of what you see ahead for the US economy and also relative to the Eurozone economy? How how does it feel in Europe? When it goes to the US economy, in our base scenario, uh, we have a recession kicking in the first half of next year. However, the uh, Fed pivot will be really um, distinguishing uh, between... Um, Soft landing, which is a bit uh, harsher than what the IMF is uh, seeing when it goes to uh, our uh, projection compared uh, to, to the earth and uh, an art landing. So if inflation uh, plateaus and then uh, continues on, on a sliding trend, we expect the Fed uh, to uh, maintain its hawkish pose and the US entering a recession due to tightening financing condition Harting uh, the uh, the final uh, consumer and the corporate sector. When it goes to the euro area, where we have seen uh, a notable increase in uh, in rates, and this has not been justified uh, by domestic conditions, but it was more a spillover and higher risk uh, aversion across uh, across investors. The situation differs from country to country, where we have seen Germany uh, that is probably uh, the weakest um, country in, uh, in the region, uh, followed uh, by progressively Spain and Italy, where the subsidies that have been uh, supporting investment and partly the, uh, the consumer uh, will be fading away. However, the good news for uh, the uh, euro area 
might come from improving real disposable income on inflation sliding, uh, sliding lower. So all in all, all, in all flattish uh, growth in the, uh, in the euro area flirting uh, around zero uh, and some uh, negative quotas uh, for the US economy. Great. Um, so how does that, perhaps we could start with your broad investment convictions and how all of this filters through to that and then we'll drill down. When it goes to investment conviction and how uh, we move along an asset allocation portfolio, we really focus uh, and follow the sequence where we expect uh, inflation from plateauing to sliding down, central banks to pivot, recession, slow down uh, to kick in in the economy, and then uh, a recovery. So these are the signposts uh, that we have in mind on a global portfolio before entering uh, the equity and fixed income specificity. So you mentioned fixed income. Let's drill down into that. What what are you looking for as you go through that sequencing this uh, in the coming months? Well, the, the, the central bank to, to pivot uh, will be uh, the, the game changer or the, when the markets will have a clear idea when the, uh, the central banks will pivot. So at these levels, uh, government bonds offer really a strong long-term uh, prospects. Um, amid the risk uh, of a slow economic slowdown, obviously, uh, they, they will prove uh, a real diversifier in the uh, portfolio uh, allocation. But short term, because of the uncertainty that is uh, pending on uh, various fronts, not only the geopolitics, but still uh, on, uh, on inflation, is really tricky uh, to, uh, to impose a top-down directional call on, uh, on, the, uh, on duration. So all in all, we are positive on US duration neutral on core Europe and more cautious on Japan, uh, where the inflation outlook gives the level of comfort to advance, the BOJ to advance in relaxing the yield curve control and ending the negative rates. On the corporate credit, we maintain a slightly positive view tilted to high quality notably investment uh, grade, where the deterioration of fundamentals should be uh, contained. And what about equities? Because all of the the things that you're talking about require a very nuanced approach. Exactly. And we are looking into the reporting season, uh, where eventually companies are reporting a widespread slowdown. Backlogs are eventually normalizing and we see uh, drops in, in the books. And this is really uh, various from sector to sector. There are sectors such as the consumer and industrial that are not pricing the, the recession or energy that at this point might prove an edge uh, against the geopolitical risk. So all in all, we stay cautious on the uh, US, in particular the, the mega caps. We are cautious on European uh, equity and neutral on, uh, on Japan. Um, there is a shift in the, in the narrative. It looks like that markets are moving from the corporate rhetoric into concrete impacts on the bottom lines on, of the uh, corporate earnings uh, formation. Okay. Well, Monica, that's been a big overview both on the geopolitics and investment side. So thank you very much for that. <laughs> thank you, Swa. And thanks also to our listeners for tuning in this month. While you're here, let me give a quick plug for our next episode, where we'll be focusing on the outlook for 2024 and some of the opportunities that Monica's team and the investment division see ahead. It's going to be a good one, so join us next time.
This podcast is only for the attention of professional investors, as defined in Directive 2004-39-EC, dated 21st of April 2004, on markets and financial instruments called MIFID, investment services providers, and any other professional of the financial industry. Views are subject to change and should not be relied upon as investment advice on behalf of Amundi.